0: Aspirus. Passion for excellence. Compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Do you have discomfort, skin breakdown, pain, bleeding, or other possible side effects that may have resulted from radiation treatments you received in past years? These symptoms may be caused from a lack of oxygen supply to the affected areas. For some people, hyperbaric oxygen therapy may help enable the body to heal itself by providing a rich supply of oxygen to the affected areas. My guest today is Dr. Matthew Clancy. He's a hyperbaric medical director at Aspirus Wausau Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Clancy. Tell the listeners a little bit about hyperbaric oxygen treatment. What is it?
1: So normally what we breathe is air or roughly 21% oxygen at one atmosphere of pressure. So in hyperbaric oxygen therapy, we're receiving 100% oxygen and usually at two and a half times atmospheric pressure. The way to relate this is that our lungs probably have 100 torr, which is a measurement of oxygen breathing room air. In the hyperbaric chamber, our lungs probably are somewhere between 1,200 and 1,500 torr. So much more oxygen to begin with.
0: If oxygen is transported typically through the body by red blood cells and carrying with it various things, iron and whatever, what does the HBOT do differently? Does that help oxygen get dissolved in a way, or is it just more traveling through the system?
1: No, exactly what it does you allude to is that we increase the amount of dissolved oxygen at regular room air most of the oxygen is carried by the red blood cells and they're pretty much saturated what we utilize is the plasma to deliver at least a third more oxygen to the tissue and um this becomes very very important because what we're talking about especially with radiation injuries so we're talking about the diffusion difference between um a normal tour and the 1500 tour that I was talking about we can get oxygen to diffuse through poorly um perfused tissue much further and we can get it to cells that normally aren't getting a normal amount of oxygen um, radiation what it does to the healthy cells is it destroys the blood supply the average person the tissue that was hit by the beam but not part of the tumor has approximately 30 to 40 percent normal capillary density the diffusion distance now is increased because the pressure, the partial pressure of oxygen is so much higher that rather than the usual 64 microns that oxygen can diffuse from a capillary, it can now diffuse 240 microns. Then what happens is increased oxygen tension is itself a signal to the body to produce new capillaries. So this allows the body to produce the signal it needs to produce the new capillaries to help regenerate the oxygen delivery to threatened tissues.
0: That's fascinating. What conditions can it treat and what are some of those benefits if it's helping with wounds or where adequate oxygen can't reach that damaged area? Tell us a little bit about some of the conditions you use it for and what the benefits for those are.
1: The two main conditions, by far, are diabetes and um, radiation necrosis. Um, diabetes is really uh, is a multifactorial disease, but one of the important things about it is it's a disease the micro vessels. So it's a disease that uh, damages the microvasculature that cannot be fixed fixed surgically so again being able to dissolve oxygen in the plasma as we're able to do allows us to deliver jolts of oxygen for the two hours you're in treatment then it's documented that the wounds that are not responding become metabolically active for six to eight hours after the treatment and Although by the next day, they've again settled down by jump-starting them every day. In a diabetic, we're able to drive them to closure. The A little bit more complex with the radiation injuries, but a perfect example is somebody that will have bladder cancer. The bladder cancer will be treated with uh, radiation, and it will be cured. Unfortunately, the mucosa, which is a blood-rich tissue lining the bladder, will be damaged. And eventually, what happens oftentimes is these patients find themselves having bloody urine and losing enough blood that they oftentimes need to have transfusions. Again, it's from a lack of blood vessels because they've been damaged by the radiation with hyperbaric oxygen producing that signal that we talked about, the body is able to regenerate the lost capillaries. Um, we cannot ever get it back to 100%, but we can raise it from the 30 to 40% which, result, percent which results in bleeding and necrosis, and we can get up to 80%, which then supports healthy tissue.
0: Tell us about how HBOT is administered, Dr. Clancy, because people see these things that look like they're right out of Star Trek, and and you're expected to go in them. Tell us about the chambers and what they're like.
1: Well, I went for one treatment just to experience it, and it's more or less like sitting in the cheap seats of an airplane. You hear the air flowing in the background, whoosh, you're sitting there in a con- relatively confined but comfortable space, and you're looking at a TV screen in front of you. And it just, again, like I say, if you can sit in an uh, airplane, it's real easy to sit in it. You don't feel the effects of the pressure because it's subtle and it's administered to the outside and inside the body simultaneously. Um, if you have some sort of a TV program, and also we have DVDs, so movies, to occupy your time. It's just the same as sitting in a uh, theater or sitting at home and watching a TV. Um, but other than that, like I say, you're sitting like sitting in a plane. You're not going to get up and walk around. You can't move. And there's a little gentle flow of air in the background that you always hear in an airplane. But it's fairly Unremarkable is the word that just always pops to mind.
0: Is it, is it claustrophobic for people that might have issues with MRI, for example?
1: Not in the least, because rather than a closed, semi-dark tunnel, what we have is a chamber that's made out of plexiglass. So it's a bright, clear um, tube tube. Now, in some setups, they usually bury hyperbaric oxygen in the basement. But our setup, we decided it was important to have a lot of natural light and windows. So it gives a very, very open and airy feel to it. If you can get into an elevator, it's easy to tolerate hyperbaric oxygen.
0: That's very cool that you moved it up so you're getting that nice, fresh light. Does insurance, Dr. Clancy, cover this type of therapy?
1: Yes. um, There are probably 35 different uh, diagnoses that are recommended for treatment by the Hyperbaric Medical Society. Of those, 15 are covered by insurance. And again, the two major ones, and by major, I mean certainly 98% of our patients either suffer from radiation damage or they suffer from diabetes mellitus and those are covered by, you know, all insurance and Medicare.
0: In just the last few minutes and what a fascinating topic that you that you work with every day. Give us your best advice about people that are considering this type of therapy that have heard about it and why they should come to Aspirus for their care.
1: Well, the thing is if you're at all a candidate, you should investigate this because the number of times that i've personally witnessed somebody who felt it was too much of a commitment they ended up, you know, losing their foot and it's simply tragic, you know, because diabetic foot ulcers are one of the major causes of below the knee amputations in america and again it does take a commitment it's going to be two to three hours a day it's going to be five days a week and it's probably going to be for eight uh, for eight weeks ten weeks i mean i have had relationships that lasted less time than this
0: <laughs> but it's a
1: commitment that's just worth it because if you think creating the time to come here for treatment is a pain losing a foot it's just going to impact your entire life.
0: That is such great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Clancy. And you're listening to Aspirus Health Talk. For more information, you can go to Aspirus.org. That's Aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.